My name is Leah, and this is Local Landing, the podcast that invites everyone to tune in as we travel across the U.S. to meet and laugh with local individuals from all different backgrounds who show us what it's like to get back on our feet after a global pandemic. This episode of Local Landing is dedicated to my mom, a.k.a. Bobby, for her love and unconditional support. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to our first location episode. We'll be starting off in my hometown of El Paso, Texas. To preface this episode, I've been working tirelessly listening back to over 20 hours of audio and trying to capture my favorite moments in each of my interviews. If you haven't listened to my first introduction episode, I recommend you check it out to get a better understanding of who I am and why I started Local Landing. Special thanks to everyone who has followed, liked, subscribed, and listened to my channel thus far. I'm extremely excited with how fast Local Landing is taking off, especially those reaching out to set up interviews. Thank you. All right, let's get started. In this episode, you'll hear from a few locals in El Paso that are fellow entrepreneurs and have become some of my good friends. Welcome to Local Landing, Anthony Ryan. How you doing? You're a local here in El Paso. Born and raised, right? Yup. And you, sir, are a local comedian, actor, producer, writer, and dare I say, karaoke master? I'm experienced. I would say master. I embarrass some people. No, <laughs> no really, I, I, I think a, a talent of mine of karaoke is to get others to want to sing, which is cool. And it happened. It only took me two months of being exposed to other karaokeers. Is that the word? Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's true. I like to call ourselves karaokeons. Karaokeons. Like uh, royal or something. <laughs> karaokeons. Gather. <laughs> Where were you March 2020? I was just hearing about, you know, COVID and how it was spreading. A couple days after they announced that everything was shutting down, then my job shut down. What was the place called? Park Tavern. Park Tavern. Yeah. I'm back there again now. Oh, nice. When did they open back up? They opened back up when everything went to like 50%. I told them I didn't want to go back, that I didn't feel safe. I thought my delivery uh, job that I was working was just a little safer. I didn't have to deal with as many people. It was just me and my car and people's front doors. Right. So I didn't have to like talk to anybody yet. And you know, and it was kind of, it was kind of therapeutic too, more than anything. Even though like we were all isolated in our houses, it was my way of getting out. I got depressed before getting that delivery job. It got so bad that I called my parents and I told them uh, that, that my job closed down and that I was scared. I didn't have savings, I didn't have anything. They calmed me down as they always do. Some of the notes that I got from the people I would shop for made it worth it because they were like, thank you for risking it out there for us and still bringing our groceries. As Anthony had said, he had experienced what a lot of people went through, which was instant job loss. He's also a producer and a part of the film production team, Real Bravo. That's R-E-E-L, Bravo. He was explaining that over the years, they have something called a 48-hour challenge, which most local filmmakers should be familiar with this concept. They hold these competitions just about everywhere. Essentially, you have 48 hours to write, film, and publish a finished product, oftentimes with specific requirements. 
Last year, during the height of the pandemic, they managed to still hold this competition. Typically, those involved are used to being inspired by their surroundings to create their story, but this time, their main challenge for this one was working together as a team while remaining completely separated and not allowed to leave their houses. So what Real Bravo created was a short film inspired by Anthony Ryan's real experiences during the pandemic. We go into depth about his struggles in this next clip. 48-hour film challenge? Yes, I mean, they're named differently but it's a 48-hour film competition. Everybody has a different format, but usually they get a line of dialogue that everybody needs to have in the movie. You have to have a, a cone of some sort. What was the prop in the last one? That one was, I'm still here. And that one was a USB drive, which was the catalyst for my emotions too, so. I thought it was awesome. I was just in my zone doing what I was doing, but it wasn't until that USB came along and I looked at it and I got to see the emotion from my friend. Was it therapeutic since it was so close to home for oh, you? Oh yeah. People could see it's okay to be vulnerable and even more okay to reach out to your family and friends because they do care. The entire thing was just real to me. I was glad I did it because I wanted to do a project where I would be able to cry. I wanted everybody to see that I've been feeling. Yeah. In my head I was always self-defeatist and so because I've been feeling so much lately I thought you know, this is a great opportunity to be vulnerable and maybe something will come of it. That was a turning point for me and I haven't looked back. I've just been saying yes to every project. Be sure to check out Real Bravo on YouTube. Their film is titled, I'm Still Here. I especially find it relatable to anyone who's been struggling with addiction during quarantine. It's genuinely a great film and I highly recommend it. We then started to discuss comedy. And this conversation with Anthony really piqued my interest in speaking with various comedians and all types of performers. It made me want to understand how they've managed to get through this last year and whether they have grown or not from it. Comedy died for months. It was really weird. The only place it existed was online. And then it came back with Dave Chappelle, actually. And it was so, so good. It was just him, and it was outside, and he's talking to everybody, and I'm here with you guys. I know you guys think I'm rich, you know, I was able to like do what I did. He just had the whole attitude and was very open, and then he had some good jokes, and it was just, it was real. And that's what comedy is about. You still address what's happening in life, but we're still going to make you laugh at the end of the day. Right. At least once. And if we can make you cry, that's even better than laughing, honestly. Hmm. If you can change people's attitudes completely, have them leave with some kind of cathartic something. You're just naturally a funny person and like you had mentioned earlier you know personable and i appreciate anybody who's like that because not everybody is comfortable i overwhelm a lot of people so do i and i'll tell them from the beginning i'm a lot like <laughs> i have to do the same yeah. but that's important to even be able to acknowledge that it's just a matter of making sure that you know who you are at like the end of the day oh yeah so during quarantine also is uh we got inspired to start a comedy sketch group. And that's when Western Slayland came about. The name is a parody of Western Playland, which is a local amusement park. Right, here yeah. in El Paso. Mm -hmm. I'd eat my broccoli. Yuck! Yeah. <laughs> I do the dishes. <laughs> doesn't it hurt? What is it? Did you no. say, doesn't it hurt? <laughs> what is it? Damn, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Doesn't it hurt to go to Western Playland? Then why don't we want to go? 
It'd be a terrible marketing play. I still play that 30 years later. Oh, yeah. They're great commercials. What is this Mona place? Mona Bar of Modern Art. It's on San Antonio Street. It's downtown El Paso. It's a very historic building. It's been many things. And now it's a really nice bar. Mona Lisa's on the front, but they kind of altered her face. Uh, to make her look like she's like the Joker. We use it for our poster. We have an um, open mic there uh, Tuesday. All comedians are welcome. They do have a really, really good kitchen. And I always recommend the cauliflower wings, which is like the dumbest thing to recommend, but it's because I like why cauliflower wings. Why is it wings. the dumbest thing to it's recommend? It's, it's because of why I like it. Why? I like it because it, it's the only thing I can eat and not feel as bad about <laughs> eating because if I go there and always eat a burger, I'm gonna have bad ties with that bar. Now my reason to go back is like, well, I can eat their cauliflower wings. It's not that bad. It's like eating a salad. So what's next? Um, probably Extinction of Man. Okay, so Mona Bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So to any locals in El Paso, make sure to check out Mona Bar of Modern Art located downtown. And honestly, I've had those cauliflower wings and they're delicious. Next, I'm going to play a few different clips of my interview with Anthony as he hangs out with some of my closest friends, Sal, Joel, and Xavier. Also, make sure to keep an ear out for my friend Xavier, whose only commentary while recording was... Wow. During a weird time. Mm. You're the sound guy? Yeah. Nice. Oh, you have a deep right. voice, so I'm pretty sure it sounds crazy in there. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> crazy in there. Okay, so we watched some of you guys' videos. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I got, I got, I, no, no, I got to ask some questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, so the video that was, which was with Ball Busters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, as a person that works, as an employee yeah. of the city of El Paso, yeah. did you have permits to shoot in those parks? Because <laughs> um, I didn't get no calls. Right? So, so really. the way it goes with that, um, I yes. plead the fifth. No. Um, <laughs> the only person that texts me is my mom, honestly. Well, give me your number. I'll text you. You want my mom's number? No. You. <laughs> mom's number. No, let's not go there. No, Joel. Okay, first Joelle. of all, okay, first of all, I was drunk. Jo Dude, you were also sober. You got who's number? It was more than once. My mother. She was on her. Big dog. Hey. No, it's because what happened. For the record, he fist bumped me on that. I did not. After I moved to Portland, my mom says, I'm still getting messages from Joel. But it was a, hey, how are you? Really? And then it went into like, <laughs> hey, when I was younger and you were younger, I thought you were hot. You told her? Yeah, I was drunk though. Yes. I had to say something. What do you mean, yes? She That's was a awesome. very pretty woman. What do you oh, mean? Oh, so now I can't look at women now? <laughs> it's my mother! You tripped out when a guy kissed your mother's hand. Who did what? It's because so, into this bar, there's this old dude that shows up. What he goes into introduce himself, right? That's cool. Introduce, shake hands. Yeah. But bro, then this dude, like, kisses her hand. And, and, Joelle, stop singing, dude. <laughs> oh, you saw it? Yeah, dude. She's married. Go find him. We just hit him. So That's day, different, Leah. It is different, Leah. Come on. I didn't kiss your mom's hand, dude. <laughs> yeah, he did. I've had someone kiss my hand. Did you feel weird? Yeah, but you're not our mom. No, I just laughed. <laughs> Pretty sure if they saw it. didn't do anything cool. else. 
I'm oh, sorry, they're just babies, dude. What do Did you he mean? do anything else besides kiss her hand? Well, tried to, he, he, tried giving her, he tried giving her his number. They didn't let him. Mom, you're going home. <laughs> you're going home with dad, mom. <laughs> Can I go play? And they were like, no. No. And they locked her in the hole for two weeks. <laughs> in the hole. I dated Leah's mom for a bit. And, um, what? Yeah. Uh, what? Damn, look at her. God, dude. <laughs> now Leah's out of the conversation. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but she's super red. Joel's all jealous. <laughs> I'm not mad, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not mad, I'm just angry, so just, you know? <laughs> <laughs> interview's over. <laughs> I don't cry, Leah. Is it because you don't lock my face? Is that what it is? <laughs> it just triggers a lot of things. Hello. What? My face? Hey, fix your face, please. It's, it's a trigger for her. Reminds me of the guy from Mulan, you know, honestly. And, uh... From where? Milan. Milan? Milan? <laughs> it uh it brings memories Okay, let's go back to how old I was I? Oh my god, let's not okay, go Okay, now someone's going to jail. I was 16. We're talking about when I was 16 right now. So she's a mature woman. I want to talk about it. So I was 34. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was 18. Yeah. And he had just had a child. I didn't have a child. She had a child. And he yeah. had just had a child. We did it for like, how long did we do Two it months? Like four, no, <laughs> like four years. No, I mean, she didn't know, it was like but two and a half months. Yeah, it was just a couple yeah, months. Couple oh, months. from four to two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. Also, uh, well, you guys didn't hang up. Sure. We did, dude. And, like, I'm, I'm not, like, what you think I am, dude. <laughs> I thought you were a dude, man. Like, do so you I identify as a woman? No, the long hair. 17, it's allowed, not 18. No, I was 18. She was only 16. Right. So you're going to jail. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> yeah. We got him. Yeah. And it is on record. Right, X? That's a yes. Let's see it. It's time that... for Guess Who Said Wow. <laughs> guess Who Said Wow. We would always say meh in different ways. And we're like, meh. Meh. Like, just we kept going around. And his roommate comes and he opens the door and he's like, you guys realize that all I hear is meh, giggle, giggle, meh, giggle, giggle, meh, and you guys have been going on for like 30 minutes. Sounds like a good beat. Meh, giggle, giggle, meh, giggle, meh, giggle, giggle, Okay, but for real. What's the difference between the shower curtain and toilet paper? Whoa. What? One's meant for rubbing your ass? So you're the one. Interesting. <laughs> 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 uh, it's always great spending time with Sal and Joelle. Though that night was extra special with Xavier and Anthony and having them all come together. Anyways, I had a great time, and that allowed me to get comfortable behind a mic and conduct interviews moving forward. This next interview is with someone I met through Anthony Ryan named Juanito, who is a culinary chef. 
And during the pandemic, he partnered with Cynthia Micheletti, the founder of Holistic Meals. They both sat down with me on the 4th of July, and we spent the first half hour just laughing and watching TikTok videos. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th. <laughs> trying to get everything done. Do you guys have plans later? I'm just going to hang out, barbecue with some friends, family. I was already seeing people lighting fireworks and I stuff. I know. It's like a fun All until like 2 in the morning. <laughs> it was cool. I didn't get to buy fireworks this year. Did you see that one TikTok of Polar Bear, the com- comedian? No. From Austin. He does these skits about being raised half white, half Mexican, and they're so, like, on point. Wait, no. Um, I think I have, because my son loves him. He did a, a 4th of July and white he, family versus yes. Mexican family. Definitely haven't seen that. No, he's funny. Jaden loves him. Part 5, 4th of July. Oh, yeah. All right, kids, we got sparklers. Who wants one? Here you adopt them. Hold it for me. So Isn't that pretty? I I hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July. I know I did. Special shout out to Polar Bear Comedy for their relatable videos that brings people together in a very lighthearted way. Love it. So we went on to discuss TikTok creators and movie producers, and I managed to learn something interesting about Star Wars. I just love the creativity. Like, yeah, yeah just to me, is like insane how they can come up with things like that in movie plots. A lot of like the Star Wars stuff came from the Muslim culture. Oh, I did. Which is actually really cool because like the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like a lot of it came from that, and like not a lot of people pay attention to stuff like that. But, you know, it's a culture that usually gets a really bad rep. Yeah. And not to get political or anything. No, no. You know, but I think it's really cool because it's associated with a lot of the customs and stuff that Star Wars has. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from, like, it's inspired by the Muslim culture, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I never knew that. Honestly, I when I was in college, I took a communications class. And the very first day... Um, like I'm sitting in my classroom and there's people, I feel like I'm the only white one, looking white one, right? And I'm Hispanic. But everybody was from like Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan. People were from everywhere in that Mm -hmm. class. And my teacher walks in, she's 15 minutes late. She is completely covered with, what is it, a a burqa? And she's speaking in some language and all of us are just staring at her. She walks towards the front of the class and then she starts speaking English and then she takes off her burqa and she's like blonde hair, blue eyes, white in her blood um, woman. And she was just a teacher who had spent the last four years teaching in the Middle East. So she learned the language, but she wanted to see a reaction from us. And that was how she started the class was What did you first think? How uncomfortable did it make you? I mean, that class really taught me so much and really opened my eyes. Because we're not exposed and then the things we are exposed to is just controlled by the media or movies. So I really got to know that and then we did religion stuff too. So I really opened my mind about all that. 
but now some of my a lot of the followers are from i've gotten a lot from the middle east oh wow and honestly i think it's just because i'm white and i'm wearing like the wonder woman thing <laughs> seriously you google something as easy as like grabbing you know the phone and googling right. stuff like i was telling my mom that i watched this tiktok and I was dying laughing because the girl's like, what's something that your parents said to you <laughs> that you found out later that wasn't true and that you still believe? Like, I believed for, like, the longest time that you could actually get a ticket if you would turn on the light in the back seat right. of the car. Because my parents used to say that to Mine me all the too, time. Because they didn't like it as a distraction. Exactly. It's not illegal. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's not, not to, like, my, like, I said that to, like, my kids that they grabbed the phone and they Googled it. They look at me and they're like, there's no law about this. And I'm going, <laughs> like, what? What? It That's is right. so ridiculous because we have so much information out there. And yet we're so misinformed we're and so, so ignorant. ignorant. Honestly, the coolest experiences I've ever had have been the most random things that I just went with and usually involved a stranger. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Everything is so impersonal these days. And I love yeah. to be involved in my people's um, journey, their wellness journey, because that That's just, cool. you know, helps me see what their goals are, what they're going through. Yeah. Um, it's not just a business to no. you. It's your lifestyle. Yes. I love hearing when they thrive, and I love hearing when they're celebrating milestones, and you know, I love being a part of their, their journey. When your body is balanced the way it's supposed to work, it, it's going to function properly it's like fueling your car you can't put diesel into right. a regular car because if you put diesel into the regular car it's gonna break down yeah it's the same thing that happens when we eat crappy food when you're in balance in one area you're gonna be in balanced in a few other ones so yeah. that's why in the coalition we even have people that help you with finances and stuff like that because we all need help and yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've seen out of the pandemic and that I love about the new generations is that they're more open right. to talking about mental Everything. health problems. Dude, my 15-year-old, listening to her and her friends just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. Because there was even one time where like, my daughter was having an anxiety attack because she was stressing over a test or something. Mm -hmm. some, no, some homework that she had to get done by 8 o'clock or something. And she's in this group chat with her friends, and two of them are from El Paso, the other two are in Phoenix, and she kind of, like, brought them all together, and so they all do, like, all kinds of different stuff, like, the game, they have different chat rooms for different That's things, great. they're all artsy, you know, mm -hmm. um, but anyways, they were in this, in this chat, and she just told them, I'm stressing out right now because I have this due, blah, 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 and one of her friends, he says, hey, well, you want to go into the music chat room, and we can just play some music, and we'll all just do our homework. And so that's what they did, and then she chilled out and finished what she needed to, that's and I just awesome. thought, man, <laughs> that's not how me and my friends were at no. that age at all, like barely now, you know? It was so intense. I remember my son at the beginning of the pandemic just telling me, I just want to be free. Mm. It's little things, you know, that really make you treasure the fact that we went through something that, like, I kept telling my, my kids, is like we're living history mm -hmm. so many good things came out of this hopefully it'll help people you know like be more mindful about themselves and the, their self-care you know um, I wrote an article for Cosmic Women magazine about this 
you know, self-care is not just bubble baths and, um, you know, just candles, candles and relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's really taking a dive into looking at who you are and what makes you tick and mm-hmm. how you actually function mm-hmm. and stuff like that where you can get to a point where you can say, today I need a mental checkout mm-hmm. day <laughs> and you know just relax for the day and do what you need to do to help balance yourself out or being able to tell people you know what I'm just not there today and everybody be okay with what you're saying Mm -hmm. and not take it personal and not take it like you're trying to hurt but being able to communicate that yeah instead of just shutting down isolating yeah so that we can actually learn to like communicate with each other and appreciate each other for who we are individually and as a group. That's exactly what I'm trying to do with Local Landing. That's fantastic and I love that about it. I really appreciated Cynthia's perspective on everything. We're on the same level about what we need to do as entrepreneurs and for our communities. So be sure to check out holisticmealsep.com. They take weekly orders online by midnight every Tuesday. Then they cook, prep, and deliver the meal orders to your door so you don't have to stress about cooking for the upcoming week. It's pretty awesome. Cynthia has been hustling and was recently given the Survive and Thrive Award by the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. But what really impressed me the most about Holistic Meals was the fact that this started as a two-person company And in less than 12 months, they now have eight employees and are just thriving. So make sure and support local businesses like them. I also encourage anyone listening to check your mental health and reach out if you need help, especially during these rough times. To those people that may need help in Texas, if you go to 211.texas.org and type in your zip code, You can see all of the programs listed in your area that can help with rent, food, and so much more. So be sure to reach out. My next guest is locally known as a hobo, as hobo, (laughs) who's an aspiring comedian and really just a normal single father trying to get through life. I'm going to share the first part of our interview where we discuss the Mormon church. He noticed something in my home that was affiliated, and the conversation went in a direction I was not expecting. Yeah, it was some ex-boyfriend. Is it cosplay? <laughs> no. They just were like, do you know anything about Mormons or no? I uh, showed them a satanic Bible not that long ago. But, I mean, do you know anything about them? Like, what they believe, what they dress like? I know that they're like involved with the cartel in Mexico and they have like closed off uh, sections out in Mexico and they like to swing I believe I've heard they like to swing what? <laughs> I'm like yeah. I, you asked what I know about Mormons yeah I always well when I like heard of Mormons I think of like multiple wives and right, like, right, yeah, like those guys that are like on the bikes the missionaries yeah. yeah so when I was 23 I was living in Phoenix and I joined the Mormon church Ooh. yeah and so but my daughter was almost six and so it was like the best thing yeah, I could have done for myself no 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 but like you don't know there's people looking for me <laughs> the cartel yeah, no, I've so never cool. heard that 
I mean, there's over 15 million members, like, worldwide. You know, there was some Mormons chilling outside my house, and they walked out. And I thought they are Jehovah's Witnesses because they kind of dress the same. Yeah. So they I just dress up for church. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I, I showed them my satanic Bible. Like, what did he ah! say? The dude, like, he looked, and he, I guess he didn't get to see what I was holding. Yeah. So he opened the door, and he's like, hi, would you like to? And then I got close enough, and he got the book. So he was like, would you like to? He just, like, looked at me for a couple, like a second <laughs> or two, and then he just got in there and shut the door. <laughs> Yeah, I remember growing up, like, always, even at my mom's house now, like, if the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witness knocked on the door, we just didn't answer. Like, all a little metal kid, you know, like, you don't, you don't do that shit to me, come on. <laughs> Dude, I was hardcore, dedicated, like, no coffee, no tea, no alcohol, no smoking. Mm-hmm. I waited to have sex till I was married. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what's freaky? After that, I got a Book of Mormon on my mailbox. Oh, really? Yeah. They probably left it. Yeah. Those All it is is, so a lot of people think that it's like it's a replacement for the Bible, right? No. But all it is is it's like the Bible, the Old and New Testament is a history of God's people on that continent. Right. And the Book of Mormon is a history of God's people on this continent. I read a little bit and it was just gnarly. There's one that it's like super poetic and it's really long. It's a whole parable and so... You have to like decipher it. Read it like three times. And then you still I, practice? Like you're still in there? Or no? I haven't. No. I mean, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school and everything. So and really, where'd you go? Uh, Socorro, San Felipe, Jesus. Oh, okay. So you're like way over there. I mean, I'm not Catholic anymore. I don't. Well, and that's why, like, but your name and everything's still registered. And if someone asked you what religion you were, what would you say? Freaking baptized. My first communion, I'm confirmed. Yeah, same. Well, so I am with the Catholic Church, right? I got confirmed when I was like six months pregnant. <laughs> Sick, dude. So did I mean, so did most of the girls in my class. You know. I love asking people what they know about Mormons. I'm not as active as I once was. I think the term for that is Jack Mormon. So not really practicing, but those are still my peeps. And I still have not confirmed any affiliation with the cartel, but if anyone has any info on that, I'm definitely curious. <laughs> so let me know. But then I asked him about his name, Hobo. Why would anyone choose to be called that? So he explains and it winds up making a lot of sense. So I got <laughs> the, the first question. I got the name Hobo when I was 12. I have a fake tooth. This tooth is fake. Okay. It was broken in half once upon a time. I started turning black because my nerve died. Oh. Right, and I was like 12 with a half a black tooth. <laughs> okay. Really, 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 really. And then long hair? Did you have long hair Yeah, then? I had long hair, but really shaggy and messy and curly and nappy. <laughs> and I would wear my thick ass army sweater with fingerless gloves. And I was like, I was like. And push your cart. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was at school. I was in middle school. I was in elementary school. I was like 11 or 12. I was like 10 Aww, or 11. You probably were like, that yeah. you felt so cool with your like gloves. I just dressed myself. You know? That's great. I was like 11, I was like 10 or 11, 12. And everybody started calling me hobo. And I would tell them not to call me that. So they called me it more. <laughs> of course, naturally. Yeah, naturally. You know, that, that, that's how nicknames work. Like you don't yeah. want a nickname until it's like 10 years later and you're introducing yourself with that nickname. Yeah. But also, it's perfect because that's your branding. There's been a few lame-ass hobos like, <laughs> that, that made it before me. And she was, like, really? Like, the DJ Hobo mm. and Hobo Johnson. But I'll, I'll be all of them in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I learned about Hobo is that he is a part of a band. I don't know. You know I, I really, I'm really looking forward to like playing with my band. What is it you play? 
We play like hardcore. What do you do though? I sing. You sing? Yeah, I'm singing. Oh, is it hardcore like? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I sing like Cookie Monster. Oh, like death metal? Yeah, death metal for sure. Death death metal oriented, a little okay. like underground hardcore. Oh, yeah. I miss I miss the energy. I miss playing. When are you guys gonna perform at Mona's? Oh, on a comedy show, we will scare everyone. <laughs> Nobody wants Cookie Monster. <laughs> Cookies for cookies. <laughs> and cookies for me. So I'll probably um probably the yeah, hobo. Oh round disgust tx.bandcamp.com. The bank Yeah, that's I'm, that that wasn't a joke. <laughs> okay. That, that's where you can find her. One more time. Table. Rodden. Rotten. Rotten. Okay. Disgust. TX. TX. I've seen Hobo perform several times in the last few months doing comedy, and he's got a really funny set. So if you want to check him out, go to an open mic here in El Paso. There's several of them, and like Mona, Bar of Modern Art, as I mentioned with Anthony. In this last clip with Hobo, I asked him what was something he would tell himself if he could go back in time to March of 2020. So if I came to myself, looking the way I do, and told myself what was gonna happen the next year, I probably would've given myself a dollar. <laughs> but like, if I really knew what was gonna happen, I would've stocked up on toilet paper. <laughs> That's all I would change though, because I think I, I handled it well. <laughs> I think I handled it well. That's and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back the pandemic because you know what? Like, I had just had my son. I wouldn't take that back for the world. I can definitely relate to that sentiment. He was fortunate enough to have his first child during the pandemic and was able to spend quality time with his newborn. So now you have a taste of how I am in conversation with people. We wind up talking about whatever. There's really no way to predict it. And I love it because it allows me to learn and see from others' perspectives. A lot of times, I like to play games and do icebreakers when first meeting people. That's definitely the Mormon in me. <laughs> Due to that, I wanted to end this episode with clips from my interview with three local comedians and keep the spirit of local landing lighthearted. Angel runs a local podcast called Amp El Paso, which he'll touch on. Marco is the one with the deeper voice who also has a podcast called Afu and His Friend. And he has that with Jordan. And Jordan is his own character throughout the interview. This guy showed up to my place dressed like he was ready for a 90s hip-hop music video. And he's pretty straight edge these days, not smoking or drinking. But during the interview, he pulls out his pack of candied cigarettes and starts to pretend to smoke during his questions. Here is Angel Rodriguez, Marco Morales, and Jordan Svay. Heroin came down to our town during the pandemic. That was our biggest update. <laughs> nice. So thanks, El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? I, uh, I did a lot of writing during the pandemic. Uh, so just sitting at home doing nothing really? Writing, you heard me. Writing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do when you were 15 years old, like with your friends, honestly? 
What were you guys doing? Oh, she thinks we had friends. I know. She thinks we had friends, guys. <laughs> it's Angel that has the podcast, right? You have Amp. Right. Yeah, Amp El Paso. El Paso. Mm-hmm. And then we're starting our podcast this week, this coming week. Who's we? Jordan and I. It's Amp El Paso, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called A Better Way to Amp. <laughs> it's a bigger and better. Ah. <laughs> There's also this, like, it's not a renaissance, but it's the art scene is picking up a lot in El Paso. Mm. Yeah, that's been so that's, going on, yeah. that's why I, that was the idea where Amp came, came from. It's like, hey, it's growing, and, you know, the people that really go and see these things are people that are in the scene. Mm. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I think that's what you're trying to do with local landing also. Yeah. That, hey, notice, like, what's going on around your city. The real community. Because it's, like, literally, like, Zeke, he -hmm. was hosting karaoke right here at German Pub. Mm -hmm. That's across the street from me, and I had no idea. And it's, like, from 6 to 8, so it's not like it's, like, people partying and drinking, really. And he's outside, and really people weren't going. And I'm thinking to myself... Do you know how many like families would enjoy that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. going and eating cheap good food mm-hmm. and singing karaoke. Right, they, right. There's families that do that at home. Yeah, and it's right, right there. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. But nobody knows. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. I want mm-hmm. people to realize what's in their what's community. Out there. Just how much. Yeah. Just how much there is to do. Yeah. Right. Even like a one mile radius. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's at German Pub or whatever. Is yeah. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, did I tell you guys? I'm also starting my own karaoke thing at German Pub at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. 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 After this. Like whenever Zeke goes, I go after. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Stage. What's yeah. the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you, like in the comedy scene? <clears throat> Three or weeks like, in, a bar fight and a woman was punched. And that made the news. I w- and oh the gosh. cops almost took me out and they drove through the alleyway and was knocking like knocking me at the car. Oh my yeah, that was three weeks in, and uh, I was like, "I'll be back next week." I actually, I actually left that night about ten minutes before mm. all of that stuff popped off. Oh my I God. just, I just took off home. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the. Oh, we've had gun threats. That was a twice. recent one, twice, twice yeah. yeah. Two gun threats. Yeah, and of all people, not even comic, just a guitar player. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was it Darius Jackson? No. <laughs> 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 That's funny. That's funny. Oh, it is. Funniest um. <laughs> 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 thing I heard all day, right there, fellas. Right. Chris is throwing nothing. Their escape room is just the cornfields. They have an escape room there. And Chris's? <laughs> the cornfields. <laughs> That's not even Chris's. That's not La Union. Yeah. <laughs> If you're, I'm thinking if you since you're creative people, mm-hmm. you'd be good at them. You have a lot of high hopes for us. I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think that I I do pretty well. <laughs> no, math I'm not good at do it at all. Snacks? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're only in there for an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a Kit Kat. Chill My strategy is you go in for the close the door, put your foot down real quick. Like just hold the door and you pick out. Yeah. Sometimes they separate you. They put you guys to start off in two separate rooms. Nah, I don't play that shit. Out. 
Together. Nah. Yeah. Buddy uh, system all the way through. Like, scared Just I don't play being stuck in a room. You finally like, make it out and there's no people. Yeah. But there's like, stuff, is this like... the next level? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, how soon after the black guy does the Asian dude die? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't paid that much attention. So wait, five minutes know, in. Hint. Hint. You hint. Know hint. There was somebody in there whenever the first COVID like news came out. This came was out. Pre COVID, right? right? Like the whole world's an escape room. Like, is this, the chicken. That sounds pretty scary. It's like not scary. It sounds scarier than it actually is. It's it's really fun. I feel like a little kid every time. I'm I think it would be fun if we did it. There's yeah. a lot of weird or different businesses in El Paso compared to Cruces. See, this is why I love hanging out with comedians. It's just constant banter. They were a little skeptical about doing an escape room at first, but I think they're pretty much on board now. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to see if I can rally some more comedians to join us. Escape rooms are really fun, and they're perfect for families or group events or even dates. I honestly recommend checking one out if you ever get the chance to. As we come to the end of this episode, I wanted to send you off with one last clip of the four of us playing Two Truths and a Lie. I love games like this because they're short and simple, and you can learn a lot about a person. Two Truths and a Lie. Have you guys ever played that? Yeah. No. Usually it's in jail, but I'm going to do this too. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it played. I've never played myself. Okay, so you have to share three things, two of them being a truth, one being a lie, and we have to guess which one's the lie. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Start it off. Okay. I was born in Amarillo, Texas. I ha- have three siblings. Uh, I love every comic in the El Paso scene. Clearly the lie. <laughs> Especially because you told the true truth in order and yeah. then the lie. It's like, supposed to be kinda, yeah, yeah, you kind of want to like like. It's not a it's not a process. You just blanket it in there somewhere. Yeah, throw them around a little bit. So All you right. were born in Amarillo. Maybe. What was the second one? Um, I have three siblings. Oh yeah, three siblings. <laughs> Do you not love every comic in the? Oh, I can tell that's the lie. I don't know all the comics. I don't. So I don't know them all. Well, I came back. I only see a few. I don't see everyone. Hey, Dingo. All right, so uh, it's three. What two lies and truth? Two I'm gonna truth. murder this man. The lie, the lie, uh, the lie has to be that he loves his haircut. Um, I'm gonna finish those projects. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, I'm um, so I I met Chuck Liddell. I got a. Drunken, uh, smiley face tattoo on my butt. Um, oh, and I've never broken any bone in my body. Drunken smiley face on yeah. your butt. No, I, just, I know. I, now, I say that. I do drink quite a bit. So. I say he uh, would hang out with people that. Would I say the last one. It's not the the tattoo yeah, thing. Yeah. When you going with that same one? Yeah. And you're going with. You think I've broken a bone? Yeah. I no, I actually don't have any tattoos. So. That oh, one's a lie. Yeah. Good, yeah. Nice. Uh, no, I actually did meet Chuck Liddell. I, yeah. Um, and I know. He's cool as hell. He's a. UFC fighter. He was, I guess oh. now he's more of an old school guy because he was like an OG of yeah. uh, UFC. Dang. And he's, he's cool as hell. And I met him um, at Disneyland. And I, and I like, I fangirled because I was like, dude, like, 
are you chocolate out? And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's like, dude. I was like, yeah. And I like, I stopped kissing you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to my baby? Yeah, and like, and I was even scared to like touch him. I was like, oh shit, this guy's going to be like, oh, oh, he's gonna be right? yeah. he's the like, nicest guy ever. And then he would have broken a bone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, it's, yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, I've never broken a bone. And I just don't have tattoos. Um, I'm just, I change my mind on things a lot. I'm so indecisive. It's like, um, I don't know if I want it. If I have something, I'm going to want to change it up. Um, I've been rappelling down a castle. My favorite color is green. And I don't like Wonder Woman. Oh, really? So you don't like Wonder Woman? <laughs> so you don't like Wonder Woman? Is that what you're telling us? I don't know. What's your, what's your guess? Castle. Yeah, mine was a castle. I think she's rappelled down a castle. Where is there a castle? Yeah. Did she say she did it here? I would, would assume so. There's everything in El Paso. You guys have escape rooms. Well, she could have traveled. I mean... People travel. You're not just. I mean, I know the castle's not in right? Paris. Paris don't put up no fights in walls. That's an old people joke. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> it's an old people joke. No, I'm gonna stick with Wonder Woman. Are you sure? And you guys yeah. think my You're gonna lose it all if you don't. Because it's green. Yeah. So, yeah, Wonder Woman's the the lie. The lie. Yeah, I love Wonder Woman. Nice. So I feel that Swag. there's something that we really want to know here. All right, right? I mean, we're all on the same page. Like, your favorite color is green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's nothing green in this house, by the way. So, that was actually out. one of the most, like, stupid, like, anxiety-filled moments in my life. I was, like, 17, and I went with this group to Europe. We went to Spain, Italy, and France, and I went for, like, three and a half weeks, and it was really cool. Um, did a lot of stuff, but they made us repel down this castle. It was in Assisi, Italy. And we're just like, it's just this random one tower castle. And there's guys at the bottom and there's guys at the top holding and controlling the ropes. And so you don't even have to do anything really if you don't want to, you can just hang there. I went down and the whole time I'm holding on so tight because I'm so scared and I'm filled with anxiety and I like start to like get teary eyed. And I'm just freaking out. Like I get to the bottom. How could you not have an anxiety attack? Everybody, You're surrounded yeah. by Italians. Everybody else around me was like, Seriously. that was awesome. I want to do it again. Like, Rope burns and all that. holding on so tight when I didn't even need to hold on. Yeah, you already secured <laughs> on it. Yeah. But that was mine. I was 17. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. All right, your turn. I want to play? Yes. All right, let's see. Uh... I love bananas. I <laughs> have <laughs> shut up, dude. I've hung out with an Oscar award-winning actor, and I've had my teeth knocked out twice. So what's the lie, Angel? The bananas. I think that second one's true. Um, yeah, let's go with bananas. I say bananas. Yeah, let's go bananas. The bananas are is the lie. Yeah. yeah. Damn, you guys are good. Yeah, I hate bananas. <laughs> Can't stand bananas. If you're if you're sitting next to me and you're eating a banana, you're not sitting next to me anymore. <laughs> it's somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So who's the actor? F. Marie Abraham. Oh shit! Yeah. That's yeah. cool. How did that happen? Uh, it was at his father's funeral. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my mom. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom would tell us stories about how she knew him, and uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'd even tell my friends like. She's crazy. She thinks she knows this Oscar award-winning actor. And I never believed her, right? And when I was 12 years old, uh, 
his uh, his father passed away. I went with her to this funeral, and I'll never forget. You know, walking in, we get right in front of him, and he looks right at my mom, and he throws his arms out. He's just like, "Susie, how long's it been?" Mm-hmm. And gives her like the biggest hug, and I'm sitting back like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. She knows that Mary Brown. Yeah, yeah, really nice family. Cool. Yeah, it's an awkward place to meet him, and but, but oh, ask for an autograph. Asking for an autograph. What, what's that? Oh, having my my teeth knocked out twice. Oh yeah. Yeah. In a fight or? Oh uh, yes and no. The first the first time was on a bike, a bicycle. Second time eating a banana. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful that they came over and entertained my random ideas and games. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to some of our El Paso locals. It was my pleasure chatting with each and every one of them and just connecting as people. Our next episode is going to feature three other comedians from El Paso that I had the privilege of traveling to Las Vegas, Nevada with and spent over a week in their environment. It also includes clips from El Paso native Adam Dominguez, who's currently a comedian in said city. And that is the perfect segue into meeting up with locals in Nevada for the following episode. So this is where we conclude our first location episode for Local Landing. Special thanks to Anthony Ryan, Sal and Joel Cedillo, Xavier Casares, Holistic Meals with Cynthia and Juanito, Hobo Favela, don't forget Hobo. And guys, I promise he doesn't smell. Okay, I promise. And lastly, Marco, Jordan, and Angel. Everyone was great. Be sure to check out local-landing.com to view pictures and find handles from all of our interviewees. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you guys in Vegas.